Hello and welcome back to the latest Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Now that motor showrooms are fully reopened and we're entering the next big sales season for the Irish motoring industry, Bank of Ireland's Head of Motor Sector, Stephen Healy, assesses how the rest of the year will play out. He also reveals how Ireland is above average globally in the adoption of electric and hybrid vehicles. Now that motor showrooms are fully reopened and we're into the next big sales season for the Irish motoring industry, how do you see H2 sales panning out? Hi John, uh, great to be back. Um, Firstly, John, almost 80,000 new vehicles were registered in the first five months of this year. And that's an extraordinary achievement by the sector uh, as sales were, uh, vehicle sales were handled com- completely remotely in the first four and a half months of the year. So new car sales are up 18% year on year. But importantly, they're running at about 77% of 2019 levels, despite those restrictions in the first uh, four months or so. Um you know, and from the 17th of May, motor showrooms are fully reopened. And that's great news in advance of the second sales peak in July or the 212 plate, as it's often referred to. Uh, and that enables dealers to build orders uh, and back face to face engagement with consumers again. So July is an important month. It represents about 21% of new car sales uh, in, in any given year. And if you compare that to June, June is about 1%. So uh, people are waiting for that new 212 plate. Um, uh, and by the end of July, 90% of new car sales are complete in a year. So July and August are going to be particularly important for the sector this year. Um, and there's an expectation that July could be 25 to 30% higher than last year. That would put it back to 2019 levels at least, um, perhaps at the level of 2018, which is really encouraging. Um, you know, and for those fortunate enough to keep their jobs throughout this health crisis, John, there's been a huge uptick in, in personal savings. And the sector would expect that the demand in H2 would be very strong for both new and used cars. And you mentioned their um, overall sales of vehicles were running at 77% of pre-pandemic 2019 levels. What has been driving that performance? Yeah, again, that, that 80,000 vehicles delivered um, is still a huge achievement um, while under level five restrictions. Um, so under those level five restrictions, dealers were only open for uh, to the public for servicing parts and body repairs and vehicle sales were digital only. Um, so dealers' health is in, in good shape. Government supports were vital through that period and dealers being able to open for servicing which accounts for about 40% of income contribution, was, was crucial. So like, overall, to, to your point, vehicle sales running at 77% of 2019 um, is very encouraging. In fact, if you split out higher drive, as there's far less tourism due to less um, people coming into the country, sales are operating at 90% of 2019 levels. So investment in digital tools and technology drove that performance. Um, you know, dealers that that dealers could operate vehicle sales through click and deliver process. So they would have invested in CRM um, uh, tools, video tech, upgrading their websites, engaging with consumers over WhatsApp, sending them personalized videos of cars on the side. And that digital engagement investment was was critical to that success in the first half of this year. Um, one of the standout features of the report, and it just really hit me when I when looked at those pie charts in your, in your recent report, was the amount of hybrid and electrical vehicles so far, sold so far in 2021, 25% and 6.5% respectively. 
Where does that put us globally in terms of the adoption of these kind of uh, cars and what kind of vehicles are people buying? Yes, so manufacturers firstly are producing more hybrid and EV versions with longer EV ranges um, to meet both consumer demand and stringent EU emission targets. Um, And if I give you an example, last year, um, from almost nothing, Volkswagen uh, account for a third of new EVs sold in 2021. So that just goes to show you as new uh, vehicles that come on the market, there's, there's further growth in, in, in the take-up for electric vehicles. And SUVs in Ireland this year account for about 50% of new vehicles sold. So the, the winners are going to be those vehicles or those manufacturers that produce the family size SUV and, and an electric vehicle all under uh, the one bonnet, so to speak. Um, you know, VW put the two of those together in the ID4, and the ID4 is the best-selling EV on the market this year. You know, uh, and that's just a, a point in case. Um, prices are, are kind of still expected to be higher than the internal combustion engine, John. Certainly in the midterm, but um, you know the total cost of ownership of those EVs is supposed to reach parity by about the middle of the decade. And and for those seeking a transition where a, a full electric vehicle might be um, a step too far, that's where hybrid comes in. So hybrid can be broken down into full hybrid. So think of a Toyota Corolla, um, a mild hybrid, think of a Hyundai Tucson, or a plug-in electric vehicle, a FEV, think of a Kia Niro. So the, the PHEVs benefit from government subsidies, similar to the electric vehicles, but the amounts do differ. Um, and, and this year, the Kia Nero is the best-selling PHEV on the market. And, and to put that into perspective, PHEVs account for 6.2% of vehicle sales this year. So the total electrically chargeable cars, so your ECV and your PHEV, um, accounts for 13% of the market. Now, that's a lot of acronyms. But the message is, you know, the significant growth in demand and registrations of of new ECVs. Um, there's an ex, you know, the there's an expectation that those costs will probably remain higher in the midterm, but will fall as greater volumes and more investment increases. So, government subsidies and grants are vital to to maintain those and, and to grow those numbers. And manufacturers are heavily investing in EV production in Europe. It's phenomenal, really. Um, mm. An interesting one we spoke about before was Northvolt. Uh, that was set up by um, Tesla execs in 2017. Mm. And, and in four short years, they, they now have signed up contracts with Volkswagen and billion dollar contracts and they want to have 25% of the electric market by 2030. So, uh, and to your original question, you know, European stocks are now available for quarter one, 21, and Ireland ranked sixth um, for electric vehicle sales. And at that point in time, a quarter one, uh, EV sales were 5.9% in, in, in Ireland compared to 5.7% uh, EU average. Um, when it comes to PHEVs, Ireland is is a bit behind the EU average. It was for the quarter one stats. It was Ireland at five point seven and EU at eight point one. So you know perhaps more incentives uh, would uh, a greater level of incentives would incentivize consumers to buy more cars. But you know a lot of EU governments have hitched their wagons to the 
to the full electric EV train and, and mm. that government policy coupled with you know EU emission directives are, are driving this change. I've actually noticed a few reports myself indicating that maybe uh, European uh, EV technology may at some point or is all, if not already could be superior even to that of Tesla and the West Coast American type of technologies. I, I saw a recent challenge between on I think it was a Car Wow video where uh, Audi e-tron uh, raced against a Tesla car Model S and they raced uh, between uh, Scotland and London and the e-tron had a few more stops to make because of the batteries needed a bit more charging but just one just by a by a by a by a, by a nose uh, against against the Tesla but it was very it was very interesting to see how people will 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 drive and it's all very doable like i mean you could think for a while that oh it's only good i'm gonna have to stop every 10 minutes to charge my car you know really you just plan precisely and essentially what what government policy is certainly currently is it's to encourage customers or owners should i say of electric vehicles or electrically chargeable vehicles to charge them at their own homes um but certainly more investment in in ev infrastructure is required the esb is investing 20 million in upgrading the current ev charging points around ireland there's about 1100 of them currently um and yeah if you've got a vehicle with a shorter range an ev with a shorter range you may have to stop uh, along the way, but now if you know their their EVs are being produced, John, with five hundred kilometer ranges, and it's not every day you need to drive five hundred kilometers. So it's probably in in the mid term is probably going to suit urban purchasers more than rural purchasers. Mm. But in time, those EV ranges will extend and continue to to extend out to even greater distance. And, and final question is, uh, what trends do you see that were born during the pandemic? remaining into the long term we were talking earlier about just off before the call about you know maybe some of the trends we're seeing in hospitality but from the point of view of the forecourt sorry the forecourt the showrooms uh what kind of trends do you see happening or being made to retained i mean we noticed a lot of things like digital offerings and, and ways of doing things becoming kind of standard across the industry what, what things do you think will stay yeah i think covid proved that remote motor sales are possible or online motor sales are possible um and, and there was that phenomenal inter, in, interaction between motor dealers and consumers in the first five months of the year that meant that the market ran at 77 percent of 2019 levels um the expectation i suppose in the sector john is that consumers will want to return and i would agree to dealerships to touch vehicles, see them, experience them, test drive the, that new car, be it a new or used car. They want to they, they want to physically engage. Uh, um, but what the, the trend might be an improvement to that customer experience. So, um, for example, remote engagement may work for somebody who's either time poor or who strike a deal in another part of the country, and it suits them to engage remotely. Um, tech solutions mean that customers can sign up finance documents using DocuSign. Um, so all of that paperwork um, that nobody enjoys doing <laughs> can be done in advance of collecting the car. So that means that the consumer experience would be enhanced on the day they collect that car. So you know the, the dealer can focus in on the, on the car experience on the day of collection rather than handling reams of paperwork you know so motor dealers are, are heavily invested in, in their premises in their processes in their systems and they're experts in providing advice and making the experience positive so it, it's a good time i think now to engage either remotely or to visit your local motor dealer and um, 
now that they're back open again, John. Stephen, that was great. Thank you very much. Very comprehensive roundup of what's happening. Thank you so much. Pleasure, John. Thank you.